Hey there, listeners. We have a great episode for you this week. So excited that the critic and I were able to talk with one of our dear friends and the assistant professor of the drama department in Spelman. Um, and his name is Keith Arthur Bolden. He's there we go. amazing. <laughs> the Keith Arthur Bolden. <laughs> <laughs> um, we actually have a backstory um, about him. We all three of us, the ref, the critic, and Keith, we all met on tour with one another doing a musical. And as oh my we were goodness. Going, I know it was crazy. I had gotten hit by a car and I was in a cast the entire yeah, and, tour. And, yes. and listeners, that really happened. Yes. It did. It did happen. During rehearsals. The, <laughs> no, during the last rehearsal before we were supposed to go out on tour. Right. And, uh, and both Keith and the critic uh, totally just helped me so much during that tour, literally carrying me around. And we just developed this amazing friendship that has lasted over, over a decade. So, yeah, oh my goodness, that's right. And Keith um, is not only a professor, but he's also a professional working actor in Atlanta, as well as um, starring in many, many stage and, um, excuse me, plays and musicals across the country. He is a force to be what reckoned with. And in quotes, let the MFA guide you. We welcome you, <laughs> Keith, to the program. We'll also be talking a little bit about um, uh, film adaptations of stage plays which is interesting as well as what else bible stories so yeah easter just happened so we're in that we're still in that easter mood Mm, i can see your uh your 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 bunny tail so just go ahead and sit down (laughs) (laughs) all right we've got a great episode for you can't wait for you to hear it on this episode of why watch that it was shot in Natchitoches, louisiana where my family is from Oh! Get out! Get out! Fun fact: Natchitoches, Louisiana. Natchitoches Parish. N a t c h i t o c h e s. Natchitoches. This is not an actual Bible story. No, no, it's not it's a Bible. Surrounded story. by a Bible story. So that's right. Yeah, but it's. I hear they're rebooting it. They are, and who's who's the one writing it? John Ridley, who has written 12 Years a Slave and American Crime. Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. That. Presented by Dynamic Network. The Why Watch That Talk. Hey, everybody. We are here with the one and only Keith Arthur Bolton. Everybody Uh-oh, people are golden in the house. Hey, hey. Everybody, let me just say this. Let the MFA guide you, okay? Let the <laughs> MFA guide you. <laughs> That's right, folks. There is no one more educated and more equipped to talk about the uh, different adaptations from screen to film than our dear friend Keith. He is the assistant professor of drama department down there at Spelman in Atlanta, Georgia. Spelman. That's right. 
And uh, he also came up here and saw Hamilton not too long ago, twice. 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 Two times I made it. And See, that was my seat. He took the second time. <laughs> he showed <laughs> it. And um, it, he's been in like over, like, he, he is a master. He's been in like 20 different TV film projects, been over several dozen film or um, plays, musicals. I mean, he is the MFA. So let's get started talking about the best um, or the worst adaptations from the stage to film. And I'll go first. I want to start off with one of my favorite adaptations. And in fact, it is better than the play. I'm going to start off with Steel Magnolia. Yep. Oh. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Now, on the podcast, we talked about this a lot. And so I'm not going to go into big details about it, but of course there's Dolly Parton, there's uh, Olivia Dukakis, there's Sally Fields, Julia Roberts. I mean, everybody who you love is on the big screen. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, of course. You said Dolly. I said... (laughs) (laughs) You can't forget Dolly now. Mm -hmm. But um, I was just watching it recently, and I enjoyed it even more, especially Daryl Hannah, who kind of comes out of nowhere with yeah. an amazing performance. And um, it's basically a better adaptation, in my opinion, because on the stage, the women are just in the beauty shop talking about their husbands. But this one, we actually get to see their husbands and everything that goes on in the community, um, especially the big funeral scene, which, like you know. That. It was yeah. shot in Natchitoches, Louisiana, where my family is from. Oh! Get out! Fun fact: Natchitoches, Louisiana, Natchitoches Parish. N a t c h i t o c h e s, Natchitoches. Ooh, yep. I didn't realize you were a southern boy. <laughs> <laughs> my family's from Louisiana. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I'm with you. So yeah, still Magnolia is definitely. You guys all know the listeners. You know the plot of that, so I don't need to go into that. So that's my number one. Wow. What okay, about you, well, critic? You know what? I recently saw two Broadway shows. Okay. Ooh. In the same weekend. And mm. what I would have to say to the people is this. If you're paying over $100 to sit down in a theater, I need to get every word. Like, oh, that's boy. what I paid for. What's wrong with y'all? Now, all of that to say this. I'm choosing Romeo and Juliet. But mm-hmm. this is the Franco Zeffirelli version, everybody. Yes, the 60s. There you go. The very best one. If you want to know how to do Shakespeare and just any play in general, film, stage, it doesn't matter. Check this out because the whole cast is clear. They know what they're doing. Okay? When Juliet goes into the palm to palm speech, you get it. Okay? <laughs> it's She's very also- clear. He's also naked at one point, so I'm sure you really, really like it. Oh, see, you always have to. You always got to go to the gutter. You see, yeah, you can do that as a female. They won't come for you like they come for me. Okay, so you know, you know, because you could just do it as some people do. Well, saints have hands that pilgrims' hands do touch, and palm to palm is holy palmers kiss. But nobody knows what that means. Mm-hmm. Okay. My favorite okay. in that was uh, John McIrgy. I think his name is. He was the Mercutio. Loved that Mercutio. He was amazing. So, anyway. Yeah, and the overall point is it's clear and the sweep of the story, it just takes you over. 
Oh, well done. Yeah, excuse me, sweeping. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's my turn. Yeah. yeah. So good or bad? Yeah. Whatever you want. Great. So <laughs> every film adaptation of A Raisin in the Sun has been terrible. You know, I was waiting for this one. I was waiting. I was too. Every every adaptation has been terrible. Uh, uh, you know, I just don't. It's a well made play, in my opinion. It's probably one of the best American plays for the stage. Uh, I have students working on scenes from it now. I know it. My heart. I've done the play four times. I haven't directed it yet, though. But it's it's when you move that play out of the house, it's a problem. You know, because you yeah. don't. Need, when you the best the best adaptation of it for television or film was that Danny Glover version with Esther Roll that they did uh, the Roundabout Theater Company had done, oh. but Glover was way too old for Walter Lee, as was Denzel Washington. Uh, yeah, what is that? I mean, you can't be fifty playing him. Fifty-year-old <laughs> man living at home with his mom is a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. I really go. Did you see that on Broadway? Did you see him on Broadway? Huh? Did you see Denzel on Broadway in that role? I, I saw some clips. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, I saw the puffy one. Acting heroes. He's one of my acting heroes. Yeah. And, and I feel like he's, well, now we get into Denzel. So if you if you have taken a break from stage for 30 years, you can't try to make up for the roles that you missed. Now you have a, a, uh, an option or an opportunity to create new roles for yourself or be cast, not maybe in a lead role, playing a father in Stick Fly or something like that. But you yeah. can't go back to your glory days because you missed that. Walter Lee, 35 years old. You can't be 50. No. And like him doing fences makes perfect sense, but you know, do it. <laughs> yeah, this that was ridiculous, but it was better than Puffy, I'm sure. Look now. Oh, stop. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, I, mm, well, Puffy, you know, if you look, if you're looking at Puffy, um, and you take into consideration everything that he had, uh, he had to deal with, uh, and, and everything that he, three empires he was running at the same time doing that show, he did okay. Because he comes off, he comes off stage saying, oh, I gave away all the money, mama, I gave away all the money. Then he has somebody handing him a phone saying, hey, man, uh, Sean John needs some more ties. You get know. out of here! Get out of you know, here! You are you making excuses. That he, he needs to. He needs to go have a seat then to deal with his businesses instead of getting That's ripped across right. the stage by by, Audra by women. Yeah, The chair is made out of money. He can have a seat, but it's made out of money. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Do you, hey, uh, a little bit of trivia for you, since we're throwing out trivia. Guess who was his acting coach? Don't say Susan Vance. Yes! Susan <laughs> you were screaming screamin Susan? Yes. <laughs> Respect your art! Respect your art! <laughs> if you would pay me, you would show you have respect for your art form. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, my turn, my turn, my turn. Um, I'm going to go with um, the 1996 The Crucible, which is now back at um, back on Broadway, uh, starring... Yeah, okay. um, yeah, I know, I know, starring uh, Shersa Ronan um, as Abigail. But I love... I'm, everybody knows I'm a huge fan of Daniel Day-Lewis. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it was the first time I was introduced to Joan Allen. 
playing Elizabeth oh. Proctor. Oh. I was like, who is this? Really? Yes, Joan Allen played Elizabeth Proctor. Of course, Winona Ryder was Abigail, the uh, little witch-ster, whoever she was, um, Williams, <laughs> along with, you know, a ton of other people. But I thought this was well done. So much so that when I was teaching high school, I would show this version. Well, it was kind of like the only one really available. But it was so good. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis just ripped your heart out. Um, and by the end of it, I, I tears everywhere. So I really like this adaptation. Um, I don't know if I can co-sign that it's better than the stage version, but I, it definitely goes toe-to-toe. So I'm going to go with that. Yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis and Joan Allen, I mean, you know. Oh, jeez. Um, le- let me pull out something that you're probably not thinking about. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Wait until dark. Ooh, I was looking at that to-do next semester, actually. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Now, now, this one, everybody, this is a psychological horror thriller. Yeah, yeah. You know, at, at first, I didn't even know it was based on a play. Uh, and the movie stars Audrey Hepburn and Alan Arkin. And Audrey Alan Hepburn, Arkin. There you go. Yeah. And Audrey Audrey Hepburn plays a blind woman who is, of course, alone in her apartment, and somebody comes in, Uh-oh. and she has to contend with this person. Yeah, don't give it away. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to give it away. It is so good. It is so compelling. It's 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 on the level of Hitchcock, actually. That's how that good is, it is. It is, yeah, yeah. definitely. So Hitchcock. if you haven't seen Wait Until Dark, um, it's from 1967. the The film is check it out, and if it's ever going to be on stage, go see that because I'm sure if in a smaller house, it would kill. And it, still, it still stands up too. If you watch yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. I mean, uh, so many choices, right? I so, know. So here's one that's kind of weird. So Twelve Angry Men, the original Twelve Angry Men. Yeah. Ooh, uh, well done. Which, which actually started off as a teleplay, but then became a stage play, and then was remade into a TV movie. Um, uh, but the original with Henry Ford and and um, and Bagley and I mean I, that's that's the top choice I have for directing next semester. I've never seen a stage production of it though. Because it was a teleplay in this one room, yeah. 12, 13 different characters. It's a it's an ultimate character study if you are an actor, and I just think it's brilliant. That's oh. so true, and it would it, it's going to be such a challenge to keep the audience with you in that one room with those twelve jurors. Yeah. Um, so yeah, great. You know, it kind of reminds me of that is um, not Joan Cusack. Well, who's her? What's her brother's name? John. Uh, John Cusack and remember when he did the juror? Yeah. And yeah. it kind of it, it it had that 12 angry men like nod to it um on those moments. I thought it was really really good um attempt at being in this enclosed room with these That's 12 a dig. people. That's a dig attempt. There's <laughs> <laughs> some big stuff with uh, the people versus OJ right now with the juror. They, the last week's episode was about the jury and it was great. Yeah, that was amazing. Was it good? That was so good. Yes. Look, don't don't sleep on the people versus OJ. Don't Ooh, sleep on it. Please on. don't sleep on it. Well, perhaps they'll turn that into a stage play. Who knows? Well, listen, <laughs> the time flies when you're having fun with these two wackos. Um, but what we will say 
is that um, wherever you are, listeners, we encourage you, of course, we always encourage you to check out your latest television show and, you know, go to the movies. But most of all, take some time and go see a play or a musical. There is nothing quite like being in a room full of other people watching something live on stage and actually gaining that energy. There's nothing like it in the world. But if you can't do that, then go ahead and check out our list. It's the next best thing. Did you know? Part one. Everybody, now the ref has something very important <laughs> to tell us. I don't oh. even know what it is. Go ahead, because oh. I don't think I know it. I don't think I know it. <laughs> okay, listeners and critics, what Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice cast member once starred in a movie that starred these, the following powerhouse actors. Uh-oh. See Thomas Howell, Matt <laughs> Dillon, Ralph Macchio, Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, Tom Cruise, and, and, and Sofia Coppola. What movie could that have been? Mm, I'm going to think about it, but you know, I think it's from the 80s. We'll find out. We're going to find out. This episode of Why Watch That is brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, providing digital versions of audiobooks for download to your computer, phone, and MP3 player. Sign up today to try Audible free for 30 days and get a free audiobook of your choice. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash why watch that to get your free audiobook now and to support our show. Did you know? Part two. All right. I give up. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You tell us. Okay. So the cast member starring in that movie with all those amazing actors is Diane Lane. Oh. <laughs> From The Outsiders. Yes, that oh, 1983 outsiders. movie that was directed by Francis Ford Coppola, and she went on to star in like four more of his movies. But Diane Lane is starring or reprising her role as Martha Kent, Superman's mother, in the upcoming Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. And we can't wait to see that one. Mm-hmm. Back to why watch that. Easter is upon us! Passover is here! Well, actually, for me personally, Easter is one of my favorite holidays. But it has... It is! It actually is! It's a very... It's such a positive, beautiful holiday. Although, um, you know, the movies that we're about to discuss... (laughs) And it certainly didn't come... It certainly came from a lot of rough stuff, right? Yes, it did. It did. But at the end of it all, uh, there's a good good message at the end of it. Um, We're going to talk about movies and television shows that are based on biblical stories. So we're just calling them, yeah, they're just Bible stories. Um, So we're just going to kind of go through our list of some of our favorites, some of the ones that you should check out. Um, They're not necessarily dealing with Easter, but they definitely have the same tone. I'm going to start with um, one of my favorites, and it's a heavy tone. I know what you're about to say. And there's a lot of controversy about it. 
Yeah. But I have not seen a finer movie, and I will go on record for that as far as talking about the crucifixion of Christ. And that is called, the, it's called The Passion of Christ, directed, oh <laughs> directed by Mel Gibson. Now, when it came out, there's tons of controversy surrounding it. And then afterward, its director had a ton of controversy surrounding him and, you know, still does to this day. Yes. But the movie, separated from all of that, cinematically, acting-wise, written, is one of, and I'm not kidding for me, one of the best movies out there. It is among one of the best. It, it was a joy. The ref is really losing her mind right now, can't you tell no, me? No, I just, I feel <laughs> passionate about the passion of Christ. Yeah. It basically takes place, um, it's, back in the day, day there was like the seven um, point play or that the Catholics would celebrate in uh, various places in Europe and it would be the seven points of the crucifixion of Christ leading up to the crucifixion of Christ and right. that's where the movie starts and ends that's why it's they, and they were called the passion plays that's right. why it's called the passion of Christ so a lot of people kind of feel some kind of way they're like wait a minute what happened to the story of Jesus well it's not about that otherwise it would be called the crucifixion of Jesus it's called the passion of Christ and it goes through those seven points of Christ and it's well acted by a stellar cla- or ca- uh, cast um, and it's also well directed in my opinion and they also do not have British accents thank you yeah, the subtitled, you get the Aramaic and the Latin and, and the Hebrew and all of that. Um, yes, like, it is well executed, as you're saying. I am one of those people who go, I wanted a little more of Jesus's life. Just because for me, watching this, I, it made me back away from the story. That's just me. Now, uh, this yes, is not... Yes, just you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is not a full knock on the movie. It's just saying, personally... For me, I would have preferred to see more of Jesus' life because that would have been more moving, in my opinion. But that was not what Mel Gibson was after, as you said. And for what he wanted to do, he certainly executed it. No one can argue that. It is a well-done movie. Hats off to, I can't even say her name, but it's Maya uh, Morgenstern, who played uh, the mother of Jesus, that Mary. Mm -hmm. Holy moly, she had a total of maybe four lines and to me was absolutely snubbed because she was amazing. Moving on. Ben Hur. Ben Hur. Judah, Judah Ben Hur. If you watch the movie, you'll know that. Now, this is starring, of course, Charlton Heston. Uh, William Wyler directed it. And, you know, in, in this epic film, okay, everybody thinks of the Ten Commandments. We'll probably get to that. But you know what? I think I like Ben Hur a little better. Gotta say. Okay, so you get the story of of Ben-Hur. I really, you know what, what I want to do with this is say this. Everybody, just watch this movie if you haven't seen it before. Uh, it does give you a full arc of Ben-Hur's life. He goes through trials and tribulations, all of that. He's brought low. You have all of that as well. Because he starts out as a wealthy prince, okay? So then we get the Romans pulled in here. Uh, you get uh, the trial of Jesus, which is thrown in as well. Uh, so you've just got to watch it and see what's going on. You get chariots, all of that. Yeah. But I don't want to. I don't want to give away the plot necessarily. No, and and just to clarify, this is not an actual Bible story. Oh no, no, it's not it's a Bible story. Surrounded by a Bible story. So, That's right. Yep, yeah, but it's. I hear they're rebooting it. 
They are. And who's who's the one writing it? John Ridley, who has written 12 Years a Slave and American Crime on On ABC. ABC. That's Mm -hmm. right. So I'm looking forward to that as well, because it's just it really is a great old fashioned story. I have to go to now Joseph, the TV movie. Joseph movie. Yes, it's a you, you probably haven't heard of it, but it stars some amazing actors and actresses. Joseph the TV movie at 1995 if you have to look it up. Um it is one of my favorite Bible stories on the small screen period. Hmm. I'm just I'm just saying. It is it of course Ben Kingsley. <laughs> if there's a Bible story out there Ben Kingsley is in it. <laughs> <laughs> He plays Potiphar. Martin Landau, who we were one degree away from, um, was is he plays Jacob, Joseph's father. Um, and Leslie Ann Warren plays a sneaky seductive. I mean, that woman wants she is a cougar. Uh, Potiphar's wife, along with uh, also uh, Monica Bellucci, is back again. Uh, this time she's Pharaoh's wife. Anyway. What I want to say about this is this is a movie that actually shows you some of the realities of what the consequences were like in those days as far as being accused of someone being accused of rape or potential rape. Uh, It's also displaying how um, the Jewish tradition uh, views things like that. It, it's just—it's an absolutely wonderful watch. Please check it out if you can. I'm just saying. Hmm. Uh, do we have the Technicolor Dreamcoat? No. There, well, there is a coat for Technicolor Dreamcoat. <laughs> and and and, and to, just a side piece of that. Watch Prince of Egypt, the animation version, which is well done, awesomely directed. All yes. the voices are great. That's a good companion piece. It really is. That's a great call. And don't forget uh, Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey, that song, right? That's right. You will if you believe. All anyway, right. Let's uh, leave it to them. Also, we mentioned the Ten Commandments. We don't have to go into that. Come on. No, no. But what I do want to end on is what's on TV. Currently. Currently of Kings and Prophets on ABC. Now, okay. everybody... Just to make it simple for you, shorthand is Gladiator colon of Kings and Prophets. You got the music from Gladiator. You got some of the looks and all of the scenes. Uh, Of course, they give you some sex. They give you violence. But this is about David. Yeah. We had all that. (laughs) Right. So it's actually about King Saul. Now, this isn't Saul who becomes Paul. King Saul. Oh, look at you knowing your Bible. You see that? You see how I threw that in? I read the Bible cover to cover. I did. Um, right. so Live it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. See that? See that? The devil is always watching. <laughs> king Saul and David, who is not king yet. So we get that. We also get the prophet Samuel here. So this is from the books of Samuel. So that's where you are in the Bible. Now, what I'll say is, if you just want a, a soap opera that's loosely based on the Bible, this is it, and that's pretty much that's pretty much it. So you get Gladiator, you get some soap opera. Is it is it high quality writing? Not really. I mean, the actors are fine. Uh, David, the casting is ridiculous in my opinion, but they do they do cast um, multi ethnically, and that oh, okay. is to be appreciated. Some of the roles go there. 
So there you go. I mean, you know, if you want something like that, a little bit of popcorn, maybe of Kings and Prophets will do. All right. Well, did you know that Richard Gere also played King David? <laughs> you have to look that up. Anyway, <laughs> anyway so we celebrate here um, just all the movies that uh, bring to life those wonderful Bible stories. And now, the pick of the week. Everyone, the ref is back. She has a pick of the week. And this I'm time... back! You know what? I hate saying this ref, but it's called Macbeth. I like to say this is Scottish play. No! Uh, written, of course, by the great William Shakespeare. This is directed by Justin Kurzel, and it's starring Michael Fassbender in the titular Steve role. Jobs. Yes, and Marion Cotillard as uh, the Lady Macbeth. Now, you've got to tell us all about this. Is this worth my time? Well, I'll tell you right now, it is on Prime, on Amazon, as of taping. It is something that I wanted to check out a while ago because Fassbender as Macbeth is a great choice. Originally, it was supposed to be Natalie Portman to play Lady Macbeth, but but instead, they got um, your girl. What I want to say is that this play is a dark, dark, dark version of Macbeth. It's a and tragedy. Yeah. It's a it's it's it relishes in the tragedy of Macbeth. There mm. are really no light moments. The oh. director said he wanted Macbeth to play um, the fact that he had PTD as SD. from. SD, excuse me, PTSD from being a warrior, and he comes back and his mind isn't quite right. So as he rises to be the king, based off these prophecies of these witches who may or may not really exist, you see that his whole world, uh, world crumbles. And mm. what I want to highlight here is that you, you, some people are like, oh, I need the words, the words. You do need the words of Shakespeare explained, but the emotionality of these two actors together explodes on the scene. But I will warn you this, if you decide to watch, just take a happy pill afterward. Go <laughs> jogging, do something to get your happiness up because you will feel the tragedy of Macbeth. Now, do we get the language of Shakespeare here on display? You do, but like I just said, emotionality is really the highlight here. Dynamic Network offers podcasts that have something for everyone. Our conversations feature experts who not only inform, but also engage. Interested in sports or entertainment, we got you covered. What about business, current news, pop culture, and politics? No problem. We take care of it all. Check out Dynamic Network at DailyDynamic.com, where every day brings a new perspective. Again, that's Dynamic Network at DailyDynamic.com. Also available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.